Over the next few weeks, we're going to be reading from the Scripture ways we can be strong. And not only do we want to be strong physically, obviously we want to be strong mentally and spiritually as well. We're going to take a look this morning how we can be strong mentally. And Samuel tries to help the nation of Israel with a little bit of forgetfulness that they were having. And the Bible helps us do the very same today. We're going to be looking in 1 Samuel chapter 12. We'll be focusing on verse 20 and 22, although we'll look at some other verses along the way. 1 Samuel chapter 12, again, we'll start in verse 20. I have heard two words repeated often in my life. Don't forget. When I was growing up. It was don't forget your coat, don't forget your homework, don't forget your permission slip, don't forget your lunchbox, or or whatever it was I had forgotten the week before that my parents had had to bring up to me to school. When I got to college, it was don't forget to write your mom, which I did, and she would write me back and say, don't forget to buy some detergent to wash your clothes. I think that was so I wouldn't bring 14 bags of laundry home every time that I came home from college. When I got married, it was don't forget the ring. When I went to, into the ministry, it was don't forget your Bible, uh, which was actually something my mother had told me when I was little and, and going to church. So I, I guess that one wasn't exactly new. Don't forget to take out the trash. Don't forget to mow the lawn. Don't forget to fill your car with gas. You'd think I was forgetting things all the time, which I guess probably I do. I do tend to forget things. I think we all do. So join me this morning in naming some things that you've forgotten. Oh, yeah, we can't do that because we forgot them. <laughs> Well, the good news is we're in really good company. In fact, the nation of Israel had an unfortunate habit of forgetting something very important throughout their history. And it wasn't just their lunchbox. Over and over and over again, they forgot to honor God in their nation, in their families, and in their life. As Samuel is coming to the end of his life, as he recognizes this is one of the last times that he's going to be able to address the nation of Israel. He reminds them, don't forget what's important. Again, we'll start reading here in 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20. Do not be afraid, Samuel replied. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn away from the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn away after useless idols. They can do you no good, nor can they rescue you because they are useless. For the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. Here in 1 Samuel chapter 12, Samuel has been warning the people of Israel to avoid forgetfulness. He reminds them that their desire for a king, remember we looked at the first part of this chapter last week where they had come to Samuel saying, give us a king. And he tells them their desire for a king was not what God wanted for them right now. That they were setting themselves up for all kinds of problems down the road. And then Samuel made it rain. Back up in verse 16. Now then stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest now? I will call upon the Lord to send thunder and rain. And you will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for a king. 
Then Samuel called upon the Lord, and that same day the Lord sent thunder and rain. So all the people stood in awe of the Lord and of Samuel. The people of Israel had one of those aha moments, or actually it was a uh-oh moment. <laughs> They saw this rain brought by the Lord. And in verse 19, the people all said to Samuel, Pray to the Lord your God for your servants so that we will not die. For we have added to all our other sins the evil of asking for a king. And this is when Samuel tells them something that is important for all of us to remember. Stop looking back and keep looking to God. That's what he says in verse 20. Do not be afraid, Samuel replied. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn away from the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Samuel agrees with them. He says, yeah, you've made a really bad choice. Unfortunately, though, Often when we make a bad choice in life, it just leads to more bad choices as we focus on the evil that we have done and we just do more evil. And that could have been the case for the nation of Israel, but Samuel tells them it doesn't have to be. Verse 21, he said, do not turn away after useless idols. They can do you no good, nor can they rescue you because they are useless. For the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. Now, wait a minute. How did idols get in this conversation? This was a conversation about having a king. What's that got to do with false worship? Samuel realized It had everything to do with false worship. Their poor choice to have a king was the result of their taking their eyes off of God and saying, we need something else. And when they took their eyes off of God, they began to look at the nations surrounding them and they saw that those nations had a king. And so they thought, well, if those nations have a king, we ought to have a king as well. Samuel knew what choice would come next. He knew that as the people looked at those other nations and saw that they had a king, if they continued down that same road, eventually they would look and see that those other nations worshipped other gods. And that the first choice to have a king like the other nations would lead very quickly to say, we need to worship the same gods as these other nations. Samuel understood that bad choices ignored only lead to more bad choices. But it didn't have to be that way. So often, when we make a poor choice in life, we follow that decision with a real clunker. We decide, well, I've got to fix that. We try to clean up the mess ourselves, and it never works. Or we make an even worse choice. We decide, well, you know, I've already gone this far down this road. It's kind of dark right now, but there's got to be some light at the end of the tunnel. Folks, if you depart from God's will, it's never going to get any brighter. It only gets darker from here. 
That was certainly the case for the nation of Israel. They had rebelled against God. They had begun looking to the other nations for answers. They saw that they had kings. They made this choice that they wanted a king. And the more they rebelled against God, the worse it was going to become for them. Getting a king like all the other nations would only lead to worshiping the gods of the other nations. It would take them down a dark path that would only get darker. But the good news was... They already knew the answer. They already knew how to turn this around. Samuel gives it to them in the end of verse 20. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Samuel tells the people, make God your focus and you won't lose your way. We need to understand the same thing. Join me this moment, this morning for just a moment and think back to a time in your life when you made a bad decision. Now, this doesn't make you feel bad. Every person in here has made bad choices. That's why we need Jesus. So we're not trying to bring out the shame tonight. We're not asking you to tell anybody about it. Just think about it. Just think back to a time in your life when you made a bad decision. And you know it was. You can look back now and you can see, boy, that was a really bad choice. I can't believe I did that. Think back to that time when you made that decision. And what I want you to invite you to do this morning is think back to that time. And in that moment, where was your focus? Well, I can't name this morning what your focus was. But I think I can, with 100% certainty, name what your focus wasn't. Because in those times when we make poor choices in life, Our focus is not on Jesus. That's the thing we need to remember. Our focus on Christ will protect us from those poor choices in life. So now that we've started thinking about those poor choices that we've all made, what do we do about them? Well, one thing, don't make the mistake of focusing on the bad choices. If Israel focused on their choice to make a king, which was exactly what they were doing there with Samuel, if if they made that their focus, things wouldn't get better, they'd get worse. If we focus on the things in our life that we regret, we will only add to our regrets. That's not healthy, and it also doesn't help. But here's the good news. When Jesus went to Calvary, he took all of our regret, all of our shame, all of our guilt, everything, and paid for it in full there on the cross. Whatever poor choice it is you thought about a minute ago, it got nailed to the cross of Calvary. Leave it there. You don't need to keep dragging it back up. You don't need to keep looking at that that poor choice saying, oh, I can't believe I did that. What a terrible thing. I really messed up. Confess it and leave it on the cross. Don't focus on on your regret. 
Focus on the Savior who gave his life for your regrets. And that's what Samuel tells the nation of Israel. Don't focus on these other nations. Don't focus on your poor choice to have a king. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Because Samuel knew, if you do that, everything else will be right. So we need to do the same thing. We can spend our life focusing on our regret. That's not going to do any good. So how do we go about making God the focus of our life, the aim of our decision process, the the focus of everything that we do? How do we do that? Well, Paul gives a wonderful word about this in in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Here's what Paul says about this. He says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. Instead of letting the world press you into its mold, let God transform the way you think. Let your thoughts be guided by God's word. Make his word the final word in your life. Our granddaughter has discovered the wonders of Play-Doh. And she has a bunch of different colors of Play-Doh. And then she also has some tools for the Play-Doh. They're, they're just like tools I used to have. I, they still have those still around. Those have been around a long time. But basically, you, you place the, the Play-Doh into this little tube and it has a little plunger. And you, you push down the plunger and the Play-Doh comes out as whatever the mold is at the end of the, the plunger. You know, it comes out as a little star. It comes out as a tube or it comes out as spaghetti or you know, whatever it is. Whatever mold is down there, that's what's going to come out. And that's the thing in life. You have the opportunity... To choose your mold. We can either allow the world to mold us. We can look around at what everybody else is doing and and pick and choose what we like and what we don't like and, and, and let the world force us into its mold. Or, or we can choose the mold of the Creator. The one who made us. The one who knows more about us than we even know about ourselves. We can be the clay in the hand of a master sculptor. But we get to make that choice. So this morning I encourage you to make a choice. Decide today to focus your life on Heavenly Father, it is so easy in our world to lose our focus. To allow the world to press us into its mold. To become the very thing we hate. So Lord, help us to realize this morning we have a choice. We don't have to be molded by this world. We can be transformed.
transformed by the renewing power of Jesus Christ. So help us, Heavenly Father, to make the right choice. To make you our focus. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning, maybe you came here and you recognized what I was talking about a minute ago. You know what it means to have regret. Because you look back at your life and you can't believe some of the stuff you've done. And you came here this morning, maybe you're watching us online this morning, and, and, and you're wondering, what do I do? I've tried to fix this, and I can't. What do I do? Well, there is good news, great news, wonderful news for you today. And that's what we want to share with you this morning. Jesus Christ died on the cross for all your regret. For every sin that you've committed, every shameful thought that you have had, for everything that you look back on your life and you regret you ever even considered doing, Jesus paid for all of that. And today we want to share with you how you can know that extraordinary forgiveness. Imagine, just imagine this. You could, this morning, be free. All that junk you've been dragging along, you could be free. That's the power of Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can do that. I can't do it for you. The church can't do it for you. Your family can't do it for you. Only the Son of God can do that for you. And the good news is, He's already done it. He died on the cross for you. He rose from the grave to prove to you that He can give you new life also. So this morning we want to invite you to do something. And Normally we would invite you to come here to the front and we sit down and talk with you. We can't do that right now. So what we invite you to do, there in the pew racks before you, there's a little card has a place for you to record some contact information. There's a little box down at the bottom that says, I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. Just check that box. Put it in one of the baskets that you go out this morning. We'll contact you and go over with you from God's Word how you can know this incredible forgiveness that only Jesus Christ has to give. If you're online, just email us here at the church nhbc at nationalheights.org and we'll be glad to get that information to you. Maybe there's some other way that God is dealing in your heart this morning. Maybe you're looking for a church home. We'd be glad to tell you how you can be a part of what National Heights Baptist Church is doing in the kingdom of God. Uh, maybe there's some other way that the Savior is, is working in your heart today. Maybe you have a prayer need you want to bring to Him. On the reverse side of those, those information cards, there's a place for you to write a prayer request. And you can place that in the basket too. We'll be praying with you or, or email us here at the church. We'll be praying with you in the week to come. Or maybe this morning you're a little bit like me. And sometimes like a camera, your life just gets a little out of focus. You know, you ever had a picture like that? You, you had a great shot of your kids or your grandkids and you take the picture and you look at it. Oh, it's out of focus. Sometimes our life is a little bit like that. Maybe this morning that's kind of how you're feeling. Your life's just a little out of focus. 
And the day you'd want to say, God, I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to be fuzzy around the edges. I want to be clearly, completely focused on you. And your prayer this morning would be, God, I know you've covered all the bad choices I've made, and I thank you for that. I give you praise for that. From this day forward, I want my focus to be on you. Perhaps that would be your prayer today as we sing together.